the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Uh, We want to welcome all our listeners today to the Silicon Valley Business Connections. Hi, I'm your host. I'm Carl Davis Jr., but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. We're located at 25 North 14th Street, downtown San Jose, or you can reach us via the web at blackchamber.com. Today, I have a very, very special guest today. Oh, 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 I'm excited about today. Our listeners are going to learn so much today. This woman is fantastic. I'm going to just introduce her and dive right in. This is Miss Nicole Taylor. She's the president and CEO of the Silicon Valley Community Foundation, and that is huge. How are you doing this morning, Nicole? Oh, good morning, Carl. I'm doing great. <laughs> you could tell I'm excited, huh? I know. You have me with just smiling very big over here. So thank you. Thanks for er- that intro. Everybody's looking forward to this because you head up probably one of the largest, if I say this right, west of the Mississippi, there is no larger foundation. Is that true? Um, yeah. <sighs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. That's a How much, you know, I'm nosy. How much money do you guys manage? Because somebody said it was $14 billion. Yeah, it's actually $9 billion. Nine? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I got a little worried, dude. Yeah. Five, $5 billion was missing, and we don't want that. You yeah, just no, started no, off. No, 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 $9 billion, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I, wanna, I know our listeners are feeling the same way, but mm-hmm. they would love to hear more about the Silicon Valley Community Foundation. But, Nicole, sure. we want to know more about you. Give us a little background, Nicole, on you know, who is Nicole Taylor? Yeah. Well, first, Carl, I really appreciate that you even have me on. I love that you do these interviews. I think it's really important for us as a community to listen to leaders and just folks who are just trying to do right and make a difference. So thank you. Thank you for this. Um, So, gosh, where do I begin? I think (laughs) I begin with uh, the woman who shaped me to be who I am today, and that's my mom. She's an immigrant Mm -hmm. from Jamaica. She came here the day they assassinated President Kennedy. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she left Jamaica because it was um, a pretty tumultuous time. They'd just uh, gotten their independence from Britain, and uh, it was really rough. And so Mm. she came to this country for a better life. And um, I'm a single mom. Mm. Um, She was a single mom. And she taught me the uh, importance of education and the importance of 
just giving back, but also what we hear a lot of times um, from many of our parents that we've got to be better and do better in order, in order to just be seen as equal to um, our white peers. And she would stress that to me over and over again. And she um, would call me blessed and she would call me, um, you know, that I do have gifts and, and I need to give back um, because of the gifts I've been given. So I worked hard in school. School was um, one of those things that came fairly easy to me and I got a full ride to Stanford and oh. took a tremendous um, advantage of just being in that kind of university. I was, you know, born and raised in L.A., Hollywood, actually, and moved up to the Bay Area, moved up to the Silicon Valley at 17 years old to go to college. So I really feel that this area has been home for me far more than L.A. was. I've lived here longer than I did <laughs> growing up. Um, and it's a place that I, I grew up both personally and professionally. Um, I was drawn to education early in my career and then nonprofit work um, and then really looking at systems change and how do we bring equity and justice for everyone living in our communities. So that set me on my path. And I owe it all to my mom because she's you know, and she lived with me since my son was born, who's now 20, mm. um, and off at college. And she made it possible for me to even have a career. Um, so I, I feel extremely fortunate and, and, and give her a tremendous amount of love um, because of what she allowed me to do. Mm, what a fantastic story. Yeah, you know, thanks. You know, um, what you do is you, you actually work. You get paid to help people you know, invest their money and yes. do good. I mean, what yes. a wonderful occupation. It's it's an honor and a privilege. And I'm humbled to even be in this position and be able to get resources to where the needs are, to listen to the community uh, leaders and community members and public leaders about what's really needed in our communities, and then listen to the donors and philanthropists about what they're passionate about and the change they want to make. And then, and then we work to marry the two. So I do, I do feel it's a privilege. Um, and I do not take it for granted every day. You know, I look out, uh, our headquarters is in Mountain View, and outside my window, just down the block a little bit, is an RV with a family living in it. Mm. And so every day I'm reminded, and it's a family, they, they are working. I've driven by, and the parents are out, you know, in work clothes. Um, there's a little bicycle on the top, so there's probably a child in there. Um, and every day I'm reminded of one, just how fortunate I am as an individual and my family. I can, and, um, but I have this sense of urgency of all of those in our communities that are in need and that we have to be able to do something about it, both in the short term and the long term. So that's what that, I get to do every day. You know, that's one of the craziest things in the world. When uh, I went to Africa and I mm -hmm. met the president of Tanzania and Zanzibar, uh -huh. And when I gave them my business card, they were so enamored at Silicon yeah. Valley. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Silicon Valley. And yeah. as much as I didn't want to burst a bubble, but in my mm -hmm. mind I was saying, in this ocean of wealth where Silicon yeah. Valley is at, there are these islands of poverty that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's, and this homelessness, which you're talking about there, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, people are, we always said, man, I'm only about two or three house payments from uh, <laughs> being homeless myself. Being homeless, right, right. It's, it's or a medical crazy. issue yes. or a family issue. Yeah, it's it's pretty serious. You know, the wealth gap is is the largest here in our region. And, um, you know, but I'm also 
optimistic and hopeful yes. because, you know, like you said, so many people around the world want to emulate or mm-hmm. copy what's been done here <laughs> in Silicon Valley, right? Mm-hmm. They both the, in terms of the innovation and the disruption of um, industries to make life better and simpler for, for folks. Uh, and at the same time, um, there's folks who the economy is not working for, right? Mm -hmm. So when I tell people that they want to emulate us, I'm like, you need to look at the full picture. But I truly believe that same innovation, that same desire for change, that same same way of looking at an issue or problem differently than others and kind of instead of looking at it in a box but blowing up the box and be truly innovative and creative, Mm -hmm. I believe that same energy it can and will be applied to these social issues that we're seeing. Um, I'm hearing from our donors, I'm hearing from companies that we work with, that they see it, they see these issues, and they want to know how to engage, and they want big impact, right? Mm-hmm. These are folks who make global impact, right, and decisions that, you know, we walk around with computers in our pockets well, that do everything. Well, I always get upset, and I say this a lot. If we can put somebody on the moon... Yes. If we can develop these tiny chips, yes. we can't figure out the homeless issue. Yeah. Nicole, well, I, yeah, I, I, I think I, we can. I, that's why I say I'm optimistic. Because this is, you know, we're at, a, at an inflection point in our region. And what I'm seeing and hearing is a commitment from local officials, which is critical, mm-hmm, right? All mm-hmm. these jurisdictions, I'm seeing that. Mm-hmm. They, they, want, they know that the government can't do it alone, but they know they have a huge role in it. I'm seeing it from, obviously, the nonprofit sector who day in and day out are, you know, feeding the hungry, trying to f- get them housed, uh, making sure people who are housed don't slip into homelessness, um, figuring out what to do about the transportation crisis, which is caused primarily because there's not enough housing in our region, right? So people are driving long distances. Um, you know, so the nonprofit sector gets it. Uh, those of us who are in philanthropy get it. And it's really going to take all of us coming together to really figure it out. There's folks at the state level with the governor and folks in the Senate and the assembly who are also committed to figuring out solutions. And what I'm seeing, not for the first time, but in a new way, all of these players realizing we have to come together and come up with a range of solutions. We've got to get some immediate things done and we've got to get fix things for the long term um, and find permanent solutions to some of these crises um, points that we're seeing. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because um, I was always thinking, you know, I got this idea about a full employment initiative Uh, Uh where everybody can be proud that they're doing something for the community. Right. And therefore, everybody then would be justified in being able to have some housing, some food. I mean, even if yes. it's just one meal a day, I mean, where's the heart to people to see somebody home? I know. I, it's just crazy. I know. I, you know, the one thing I see to that, and I am in full agreement, like where are people's hearts? One thing I'm seeing is people feel, people who have means and maybe have resources that can help either financial or, you know, kind of ingenuity, mm-hmm. they're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. They don't even know where to begin mm. and how to help and, and what to do. And it can feel like if they have some resources, it's a drop in the bucket. So is that the right place for their resources? You know, so what we're trying to do and when I, you know, um, I'm working in partnership with, you know, again, companies and nonprofits and the public sector, as is my team, is we're trying to figure out what are those starting points so people, no matter where they are, in their ability to give and give back, that there's, if, if you will, an on-ramp for them to give and give back. And I really feel that's one of our 
critical roles at the foundation is to be at that nexus point, to be at that catalytic point for change um, and in driving people to think differently, do differently for the sake of all of us in this region. You know, um, God bless America, seriously, allows so many people to um, come from very modest means to be very successful. Um, but we, we tend to have a history that, that celebrates, you know, individuality. And I think people are realizing that it needs to come back to community. Well, I love that. You know, we're getting ready to probably in this first half, Nicole. Okay. Um, but I love the fact that we're talking about attacking some of these systemic injustices. Yeah. Well, until this uh, second half comes on, we just want you to stay connected. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Join the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and watch your business grow. Participate in mixers, webinars, and training workshops to help start, finance, and grow your business. All with the help of the Chamber's certified Small Business Development Center's consultants for free. That's right. Sign up for one-on-one help from a certified Small Business Development Expert Advisor for free. Call 408-288-8806 or visit blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Bay Area residents, we need your help. The coronavirus has affected everyone, and that includes Silicon Valley. Nonprofits that help small businesses like our Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce are in dire need of support. Your support helps us support and assist small businesses with workshop webinars and even one-on-one technical training for free. Please give, whether it's your time, your volunteer expertise, or donations. Go to blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com, and see how we help Bay Area communities. Oh, man, that's classy. That is so classy, Nicole. No one does it like Ella. Oh, my goodness. We want to thank you for that. For our listeners, we're talking to Miss Nicole Taylor. She's the president and CEO of the Silicon Valley Community Foundation. And off air, Nicole and I had this wonderful conversation. We were like, no, that needs to be on tape. It needs to be on tape. You know, uh, but first, before I forget, though, I do want um, you, Mm -hmm. Nicole, to let people know how could they reach you? If someone's listening to our show and they're a donor or they want to give in some way, how could they reach you at the Silicon Valley Community Foundation? Well, And not just donors. If there's a nonprofit out there who's listening or a public sector leader or a corporate leader or somebody who just wants to get connected. So anyone who's listening can reach out. um, And we have an email address, info at... SiliconValleyCF.org. So that's I-N-F-O at SiliconValleyCF, as in Community Foundation, dot org. Man, you know, and we're going to say that again for those who are listening and maybe driving in their car. We're going to give this again. Um, but Nicole and I were talking about this, and, and I want you to take a second, Nicole, and sure. kind of give the structure of this because many people on the outside don't know how the Silicon Valley Community Foundation right. works. Right. And they just think you guys got $9 billion. Give me some of that money. Right. Tell right. them, tell right. them tell why them it just doesn't work like right. that. <laughs> it's not as easy as, as, it, as I wish it, it, it were, could be, <laughs> at least not yet. Uh, so we have our own discretionary money that comes out of our unrestricted endowment. So we've had donors in the past who've left us in their trusts or their wills or just given us unrestricted dollars that we have an endowment on. So every year, we, our staff and our board, um, allocate between 7 and $9 million to local nonprofits. Our donors 
through their donor advice funds, usually give out a billion each year in grants. We have some really, really generous donors. And we are um, one of the largest funders of nonprofits in the Bay Area at large because of our donors. So in our two counties, um, because of our donors and our our own grant making in San Mateo and Santa Clara counties, in in 2018, we gave out $126 million. And if you add to that the rest of the Bay Area counties, it was half a billion dollars Mm. in nonprofits. Mm, mm, mm. I know. So our, our, our donors are completely... Um, generous with their resources. They're not just parking their dollars here and sitting on them. They're really activating them um, in our local communities. It's it's wonderful to see, actually. And, and again, like I keep saying, it's an honor and privilege to be in this position <laughs> to help them with that. Um, but we're going to take it a step higher, if you will. Um, we understand that our communities are, are in crisis. We understand that are, there are some amazing solutions to what we're seeing in terms of um, transportation, homelessness, wealth inequality, the future of work, which we haven't even begun to touch mm-hmm. on, you know, what really is the future of work here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have donors that we really want to get to know and understand and understand their passions and where they want to give and really connect them to some of those solutions and some of those folks on the ground who are working hard and having impact and seeing impact every day with the work that they're doing. Uh, so we're in a strategic planning process right now to figure out what's the best way to do that. We're not waiting for the end result. Staff mm-hmm. are working to contact donors and um, really understand what they care about and bringing them ideas and, and, and bringing donors to events where they can learn about some of the issues that are facing that our region right here in their backyard. You know, that's a perfect segue into uh, what we're talking about, a SIN BLSO, where you're really trying to connect with the community nonprofits, of which the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce is a part of that. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about a SIN BLSO? Yes. And I came on board in January, really started right after the holidays. And my colleague, James Head, who runs the East Bay Community Foundation, who I've known for many years, similar to my colleague in San Francisco Foundation, uh, Fred Blackwell. But, um, James and his team at, at East Bay Community Foundation started this effort to really focus on black-led organizations and the support they need and the resources they need and the capacity building they need. So uh, he started this, and when I came on board, um, one of our board members, Thurman White, it was actually part of the advisory committee for getting this effort off the ground. So we have been actively involved for the past few months, and they have a cohort model where they bring uh, nonprofit leaders uh, in cohorts through their program. And we were able to get some of the nonprofit leaders, the black nonprofit leaders in the Silicon Valley region into a cohort and into the mix, if you will. It's really exciting. You know, early in my career, I ran a nonprofit. Um, it's hard and it's isolating. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was fortunate because I had some mentors who took me under their wing. Uh, but it's still, even with that, it's still lonely. And there's a lot of stress. Are we going to make payroll this Friday? Well, maybe I shouldn't get paid. I, want, I won't get paid to make sure that everybody else gets paid. I mean, all of these, <laughs> this is the reality. Right? I'm crying. Uh, I'm crying, <laughs> Nicole. You're touching my heart. But it's That's true. me. It's <laughs> true. I know it's true. I've been there. Uh, and to be able to 
be in a place with other leaders who are going through the same thing yeah. and figuring out yeah. how people get through it. Mm-hmm. And then to have funders who support this and want to make sure that the nonprofit leaders have the, the resources and the support that they need is critical. So I owe it to Thurman on our board, who's an amazing individual, mm-hmm. but really owe it to you know my colleague James Head and mm-hmm. uh, Byron on his team who got this off the ground. I mean, it's fantastic. We also recognize that this could be a model and a way to help other, um, you know, kind of cultural, ethnic-based uh, community groups. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at how could we help the Latinx community and their leaders mm-hmm. in similar ways. And the Castellano Family Foundation has done some tremendous research around um, the, organ- the you know, Latinx-led organizations. Mm-hmm. And so excited to see that research and figure out how we can work together with them. Um, because this is something they want to do. So, you know, this is this is this is what we're trying to do here at yeah. the Community Foundation. You know, sometimes we're in the lead, sometimes we're a partner. You know, walking on, alongside, or sometimes mm-hmm. we're bringing up the rear with mm-hmm. kind of the last bit of funding <laughs> or the last bit of energy um, that's needed. Uh, it's all of those all of those roles are things that we need to play in order to really advance our communities. And I think our people should really um, get this. N- to know donor advised funds means mm-hmm. that someone who has the giving the wealth, right. they'll give money to the Silicon Valley Community Foundation, mm-hmm. but they will tell them what area they should look to um, sort of invest these funds yeah. or give these funds. And the, and, and the critical thing, once they give them to us, the, the, the funds are actually ours. That's how, how they mm-hmm. get the tax deduction. And mm-hmm. so they advise us or recommend where they want the, the, their grants to go. It's a critical piece. Of, of that relationship and an important piece of that relationship. And, and you know, we have donors of all kinds mm-hmm. and w- the wealth varies a- across the spectrum. And uh, we are working to make sure that we meet the needs of those donors depending on where they are. You know, we mm-hmm. have families who've been giving for generations, two, mm-hmm. three generations, and they've been extremely generous um, with their giving and are, have passed it down to, you know, subsequent generations. And we have those folks who are in their mid-20s to early 30s who are just really becoming wealthy and becoming philanthropic. And their needs and their, their, their desires around philanthropy look a little different than those who've been giving <laughs> for generations, right? Yeah. And then we have everyone in between. We have folks who've you know, really just worked hard, saved up, and want to give back. They've owned a small family business, and they've saved up over time, and they really want to give back to their local community. Um, or we have you know, folks who... Um, may have gotten some extra money that they just really want to do mm-hmm. something with. And um, all of those donors are, are the kinds of donors that we have. We have over 2,000 donors with us, and they run the, run the gamut. And, you know, our work is about meeting them where they're at and to bring those ideas and bring those solutions so that they can have the greatest impact with their philanthropy. Are they, are they mostly from the Bay Area or around here, or, or so your donors vast from— majority, vast majority are from this region, from this region. counties. A vast majority. I, I don't have the exact percentage, but mm-hmm. a vast majority. And then we have donors who've left here and moved to other regions um, or live in other parts of the Bay Area that, that, that are, are donors, but a vast majority of those 2,000 donors are here. Well, I want to say this because uh, we only have a couple minutes left, mm-hmm. but I want nonprofits who are hearing yes. this show or anyone yes. who knows about a nonprofit, they yes. need to connect with the Silicon Valley Community Foundation yes. because we have benefited tremendously from Catch a Fire. 
Catcher oh, Fire yeah. has, oh, that's that's blessed us so much. Oh, good. And I know you guys are attacking some really systemic issues. Yes, and and we are. talk about systemic injustices. I always think about people being in prison, incarcerated, mm-hmm. coming out. We want to help them. So we want to make sure that you give that information again, Nicole, yes. on how people can reach you, whether they're young, whether they're corporate folks, they want to volunteer, whatever yes. they want to do. Give them that information again, yes. Nicole. So the email is info at... Silicon Valley CF dot org. Ascend B L S O. Ascend B L O. Ascend B L O. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Black led organizations. That's what the B L O stands for. And I know Ascend A S C E N D. Uh, they have their own website. I think you can get to it on the East Bay Community Foundation website. Um, and it lays out what they're doing and what they're trying to do. Nicole, I just want to make sure that uh, we get a chance to do this again. Would you come on the show if I ask you to come on again? Of course, I would love to. Until then, stay connected. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections.